it's uh, so great to be with you. I love seeing all your faces worshipping in your living rooms. And uh, hey, it's week four we're doing this. I think we're slowly getting the hang of it. Give me a wave if you've been enjoying our times together. Brilliant. Well, I've certainly enjoyed a highlight of my week. We did our first stay-at-home vacation uh, this uh, week. It's uh, quite a new experience camping in the own uh, back garden and having lots of fun at home. Uh, this is a time to do things that we've never done before. But um, some things never change, and we want to continue to fill ourselves with the truths uh, of Jesus. Now, last week we finished our series in Luke. It seems like we've been in there for 12 years, but um, uh, it, it was just about 18 months, I think, we've made our way through it. And we finished with the highlights, the Easter story, Jesus dying on the cross, making a way for us. Uh, next week we're going to look at uh, starting a new series called We Believe, and we're going to be looking through the creed, the things that do not change, even in seasons that are changeable. Uh, and yet this week we're going to do a quick one-off uh, looking at a passage that I felt Jesus speaking to me about, uh, about learning how to connect with Jesus, reaching out to Jesus in a season of isolation. So uh, kids, listen up. If you are uh, at home and uh, you're in a living room uh, playing or something else, why don't you grab some paper and some pens I would love you to draw me a picture of a big crowd and uh, I would love you to show that to me at the end uh, when I finished uh, uh, speaking. So uh, a big crowd with as many faces and people as you can imagine. That's what this story is going to be about. And um, we're going to be uh, looking at Mark 5. So if you can find the Bible, open up Mark 5, uh, verse 24b. Now the context is that Jesus has just still the storm uh, on the lake of Galilee. Uh, he's delivered a man from a legion of demons and uh, he is now making his way back over uh, the lake to the shore. And there at the shore, he meets the synagogue leader, Jairus. And Jairus is pleading Jesus to come with him and to heal his daughter. And right in this context, as Jesus starts to make his way to Jairus' house, there's a massive crowd that gathers uh, around that starts to make his way to uh, the house of Jairus. We pick up this story in Mark 5 verse 24 b uh, a large crowd followed and pressed around him and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had yet instead of getting better she grew worse when she heard about jesus she came up behind him in the crowd and she touched his cloak and because she thought if i just touch his clothes I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him and he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, who touched me? Isn't it obvious? Uh, but Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your sufferings. So that's where we pick up the story of the woman who's been bleeding for 12 years. I've got a quick video clip that I recorded earlier this week to start us off. Mark tells us a story of a woman who's in a hopeless situation. For 12 years she's been bleeding and has left her in a desperate situation. Physically she's exhausted, 
losing blood for such a long period of time must have totally weakened her system. Um, medically, it's all hopeless. The doctors have tried for 12 years. She spent all her money, uh, all her time, having to go through intimate examinations, and now she's left with nothing. And finally, she's been put in isolation. The Jewish laws meant that she couldn't go out the house because everything that she touched would be unclean, and anyone that she would touch be unclean, and anyone who would touch what she had touched would be unclean. Uh, obviously, these laws were given to help protect the people against infections and those sort of things, but really for her it meant total isolation. Not for 12 days, not for a few weeks, not for a few months, for 12 years she's lived in this situation. And yet in this season we can hear that somebody's reached out to her. She had heard the stories about Jesus and uh, very convincingly so because uh, it says that uh, her hope started to grow and we can read that she started to believe that even if she would just reach out to Jesus and touch his clothes he would be able to heal her. And finally, in that season of desperation, hope starts to grow in her heart and she is ready to unbolt the door. She is ready to open up and go and chase after Jesus with one last hope. She left her home and she went to find Jesus. Now, when we read this story, I'd never quite imagine it, but I'm reading it with quite different eyes today as I have ever done. Um, understanding that this woman was totally isolated. Now, we've only had four weeks of this and I'm already crawling up the walls. Anyone else crawling up the walls? Can you wave at me when you wish this was all over soon? Right, now this woman had not been stuck indoors for 12 days, not for 12 weeks, not even for 12 months, for 12 years. She was totally isolated and there was no way that she could just make her way out. And we can only start to understand just a tiny little fraction of it now thinking, wow, that must have been horrible. Uh, now, we start to understand uh, like what it feels like for securities to fall away, for contact with friends and family to fall away. Um, uh, we can still meet with them via the screen, but it's not quite the same and we start to feel the pinch. Now, how come we start to feel the pinch when we are isolated? What is it about isolation that has such impact on us? Now, uh, when we open up God's word, we can read in Genesis that it's very clear. God has created us. It says right at the start, God has created us for community. He says it's not good for man to be alone in Genesis 2 verse 18. Uh, it's so wired deep within us to be connected to others. That is the very lifeblood that Jesus has given us, that God has given us. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that isolation is used actually as a form of torture in the military. Uh, you can see people being locked up in isolation until they go potty and just crack. Now, there is something about when we spend longer times uh, in isolation that something deep within us gets touched. Now, uh, the way that it works is that Satan, uh, it says in uh, 1 Peter 5, is like, he's like a lion. He's prowling around, a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. It says in 1 Peter 5, verse 8. It's a bit of a, a vivid picture of how Satan seeks to use isolation to get to us. Now, I don't know whether you know much about lions or not. Uh, I've watched a few uh, series online and uh, lions hunt uh, uh, prey in a way that seeks to isolate them 
comfort. So prey often will uh, gather in herds because they're safety in numbers. And when they attack a herd, uh, they will try and isolate one of the weak or vulnerable uh, prey ones uh, from the herd to attack it. And, 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 and you can see that they do everything to try and split it up, to bring confusion, uh, to isolate it because there is weakness in isolation. And in the same way, community for us is is safety. It, 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 there's safety in numbers. When we are strongly connected to others, we can remind one another of truth. We can help one another up. We can protect the vulnerable. Uh, and just like a herd does, the church really is our herd. Um, and Satan will do anything to try and break that up. Now, in this day and age, um, uh, it's, it, 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 he's got a lot of success trying to isolate people already. Now we can see in this story, this woman was bleeding for 12 years she was isolated satan used her sickness to isolate her and to make her vulnerable uh, in this day and age we can see the same happening sickness is still the cause of our isolation now and satan is going to try and use that but there's much more than that it's not just being stuck in our own homes i think it's the way that he seeks to isolate us from one another it's when other people hurt us that uh, he likes to bring division uh, it's when we start to distrust one another when we start to misunderstand one another uh, even when we get hurt by others i often hear stories people who've been hurt by the church and it's understandable because the church is full of imperfect people like you and me there is bound to be hurt at some point um, but to give up and to be isolating yourself from that really does not leave you any stronger protected. Maybe perhaps it leaves you protected from being hurt by other people, but it's definitely not going to leave you protected um, by being hurt by Satan. And he will try to dislodge us. I mean, even in this digital age, I've already found so many miscommunications happening because you cannot be with people in person on the phone or uh, via the screen. It's not quite the same. And Satan will try and do anything to try and even disrupt that. Maybe even in the uh, members of your own household spending so much time together, uh, there will be frictions or other things that will come up that seek to kind of isolate you. And that's Satan's way of bringing distrust and trying to disrupt our relationships. And um, that's why we make such a big deal about community in life, church. That's why we are continuing with online groups to help people stay connected because there is real truth and security in staying connected. Now we can read that um, the woman in the midst of her isolation hears word about Jesus. Apparently somebody in her uh, situation reaches out to her, breaks through the isolation and tells her about Jesus and that changes everything for her. Uh, and it's really powerful when you hear stories of hope. I don't know about you, but yeah, particularly in this season, filling your heart with stories about hope and about Jesus is so important to keep perspective. Um, this woman apparently had heard somebody talking about Jesus so convincingly that there was hope rising up in her heart that even she would just touch his cloak, she would be healed. Such power were the testimonies that she'd received. Now, in this season, we might be struggling to connect with people, but we all have stories of hope. And the people around us need stories of hope. Uh, your neighbours need stories of hope. Your colleagues need stories of hope. Your family members need stories of hope. And to tell stories about hope of Jesus will make a difference in people's lives. It will help them to be connected to the truth. Now, we can read that there is a great power in hearing. It said she had heard the stories about Jesus. Somebody had told it to her, but then she'd opened up her heart and she'd heard the stories of Jesus. Now, it says in Romans 10 verse 17, it says, faith 
comes from hearing and hearing about the good news of Christ, about Jesus, it says in the New Living Translation. It's, it's faith that comes from hearing through the stories about Jesus that made a difference in this woman's life. That's why we want to make such a big deal about us filling our hearts with stories about Jesus. So uh, the daily devotions that we've launched over the last few weeks seek to do that, to help you focus your mind on Jesus, to help you to fill your heart with words and stories about Jesus. As we start to do that, hope will start to rise in our hearts. Now, the question is, what will we do? What, who do we listen to? Do we listen to the news? Do we listen to social media? Is the first thing that you grab when you get out of bed your phone to look what else is happening and uh, any statistics that make you worried? Or are you tuning in to the voice of Jesus and to stories about Jesus that will bring hope? And then we can see that she uh, starts to uh, press in. We can see that she overcomes all her obstacles and leaves the home and she starts to go and find Jesus. Now, if you just imagine for a moment how many obstacles this woman had to overcome, it's incredible. She had to overcome personal fatigue uh, of bleeding for 12 years. I mean, she must have been a wreck. Um, she had to overcome great disappointment. She'd seen out, seek to sort out so many doctors, spend all her money on it. Great disappointment. Um, she was not actually technically allowed out the house, but she overcame all these things and she starts to find Jesus. And then she bumps into the next hurdle, a massive crowd. Uh, and she has to fight herself through the crowd to get to Jesus. And that would have been hard work. First of all, she's weak, so she wouldn't be strong and physically being able to easily do that. Uh, now, I don't know whether you've ever been stuck in a crowd and lost a friend or maybe a child and you had to fight your way through a crowd to be able to get somewhere. That's hard work. It's impolite work, isn't it? You've got to elbow your way through. You've got to stand on some people's toes. You've got to upset some people by standing right in front of their noses. But she managed to fight her way through the crowd to reach out to Jesus and she is able to reach out to him. Now, in the same way in this season, I feel that it's so important for us to seek Jesus, to reach out to him and to ask him to come and touch us. Um, but we will have to overcome obstacles to get there. There will have been disappointments in your life that will have meant that you may be perhaps not even sure that you want to reach out to Jesus. Um, perhaps you've been praying about things and he's not answered those prayers and you're wondering what, what good is it for me to pray again? Um, perhaps you are physically exhausted like this woman was. You're suffering with fatigue all the time and you find it difficult to find the energy to even press in to seek Jesus. Um, perhaps you've got so many cares in the day now, having your family at home, that you find it hard to concentrate on Jesus. Perhaps you're filled with anxiety about health or other things that makes it hard for you to focus on Jesus. Perhaps you're, you're, you're really working very, very hard to try and solve your financial crisis that perhaps might have come on you in this season. Um, perhaps there would have been disappointment with the church or with others. Perhaps even you've been talking this week about people haven't phoned you or haven't reached out to you, feeling alone or isolated. There will be a lot of things to overcome to try and find Jesus. Uh, for me, in my house, uh, just even trying to find a quiet space already gets challenging uh, to seek for Jesus. But I am convinced that as we're reaching out to Jesus, he can make a big, a big breakthrough for us. Now, this woman uh, managed to fight her way through the crowd. She stumbles over, uh, she, she reaches out, and then all of a sudden there's a tiny moment, a little gap, and she reaches through a gap just to touch Jesus' clothes. And at that moment, 
there's power that comes from Jesus that completely changes her life. She goes from hearing about Jesus to touching him personally and receiving his power. Why don't we watch this next little video uh, to help you understand what it means to touch Jesus. I spent so much of my life listening to people describing their encounters with Jesus, reading books about it, um, listening to podcasts about it or watching videos, and it always inspired me. Yet there is something about hearing about Jesus and actually touching him yourself. And uh, I've really learned over this last season to let the busyness of every day go away and uh, deliberately make time to seek Jesus myself. Now in this season, uh, there's not many places I can go around the house without the kids running around. And uh, in the quiet of my own bedroom, often I spend time just to seek Jesus. And uh, it's very simple. I often uh, turn on a bit of worship music just to worship Jesus for who he is. And uh, when I start lifting up my voice, declaring how great he is, I feel something of his being, of his of his greatness starting to come and meet me. Um, I often grab a journal with me and I start writing down the things that I feel Jesus is saying to me to record it and to be able to act on it. Um, the Bible that I have with me to seek his word and let him speak to me. The Gospels are full of Jesus stories and uh, I've really noticed what a difference it makes, not just to hearing about Jesus, but to meeting him in person. And uh, uh, I've noticed uh, so many things that Jesus wants to say to me, uh, the way he touches my life and the difference that he makes on a day-to-day -day basis. And I feel thrilled uh, with those experiences. Now, I've sat in this room uh, with tears streaming down my face as I had encounters with Jesus. There's been other times where seemingly nothing happens, but I believe that every time I spend time with Jesus, something happens. Every time I reach out to him, something happens deep within that helps me to continuously be transformed by his love. Always a little weird to be handing over to yourself uh, on uh, Zoom, but um, uh, it's, it's the power of reaching out to Jesus that transforms this woman's life. And uh, I just uh, imagine... There's so many people around Jesus at the moment that this woman reaches out. There's so many people bumping into Jesus and yet nothing happens. And yet this woman reaches out to Jesus and everything changes for her just in an instant. And uh, I, I, I'm so amazed by the faith that she has to reach out to Jesus. And that seems to make all the difference. Uh, it's going from being part of the crowd, knowing about Jesus, to reaching out to Jesus and touching Jesus. Now, for any of the kids who've been doing some drawing, this is where your crowds will come in. If you can show me your crowds, anything that you've been uh, drawing up to the screen, that will be lovely. Any crowds that you've been drawing? Thank you. Thank you. This is looking great. Brilliant. Now, imagine you're one of those in the crowd and you see this happen before your very eyes. Um, I wonder what would go through you. I wonder what you would start to feel like. And uh, I, I want you to just imagine for a moment, uh, you've probably been around crowds. Uh, it may seem like a diff distant memory now, but um, uh, I've been in crowds in worship settings and I've seen people encountering Jesus uh, in that moment. And yet for me to encounter Jesus myself, rather than watching others do that, is very, very different. And I wonder where you will feel you're at in the story. Where would you place yourself in this story? Would you feel that you're still at home 
and your locks and disappointment and and difficulty and your physical illness is your reality your world that seems to lock you in uh, perhaps you have had a friend who's reached out to you who's told you a story of hope perhaps you are wondering whether you should go and and reach out to jesus uh, but there's so many obstacles to overcome perhaps you're having that conversation in your head even right now um perhaps you're trying to fight your way through the crowd but you you kind of feel like you're still far off from jesus and you can't really get to him when you pray it seems like you can't reach him and uh, perhaps uh, like uh, the crowd you're around jesus you've heard about jesus but you you don't necessarily know him personally uh, and yet Jesus wants to encourage all of us that there is a real moment of transformation that he is wanting to bring into your life when you reach out to him. He wants to meet you with power. You see, it wouldn't be very long before Jesus would have been surrounded by a different crowd, a crowd that was jeering him whilst he was making his way through the high streets of Jerusalem. And when he was led out as a criminal outside the city, isolated, just like this woman was, outcast outside the city to die on a cross and when he hang on that cross um there weren't crowds that were cheering him on there weren't crowds that were looking for him there were people who were abusing him and shouting at him and at that very moment he uh, endured what it meant to be isolated not just from people it says in scripture that he was isolated from the father that the father left him at that moment he cried out father father why have you forsaken me my god why have you forsaken me and because he hang on the cross because he endured that isolation it means that we never have to be isolated because when he died we looked last week the curtain was torn in two from the temple the 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 the, the, the big curtain that divide brought their divide between God and his people uh, where people could not come in was broken now the reality is that all of us are unclean uh, like this woman uh, we might not be necessarily physically unclean but we're spiritually unclean we've all done things uh, we've all got diseases in our in our hearts so to say about things we've done that are not right and yet Jesus came and carried all these things to be able to carry us to the father so he can bring us out of isolation into the presence of the father and that's why this story is so powerful jesus wants to bring us to the father you see this woman reaches out she touches jesus and at that moment her life gets transformed and then it's like the the, the story freezes jesus turns around and he says who touched me and the disciples are well obviously everyone's touching you jesus but he said no somebody touched me and power went out for me and then this woman's got no place to hide what's going to happen is she going to be told off um maybe even worse i mean going out in public was illegal for her to do so and for that moment she comes and she confesses everything at the feet of jesus she tells him what was going on and that's where not just her body gets touched but her spirit gets touched and she receives healing not just physically but emotionally because jesus says uh, daughter daughter such a wonderful phrase a hopeful a kind address and he says your faith has healed you go in peace be freed from your suffering and that sense of suffering is much wider than just the physical you see this woman is restored she's called daughter she's invited in from an outcast she becomes part of the family she's invited in and that same invitation goes out to all of us we don't have to be distant from god we don't have to try and and work our way through crowds and overcome obstacles uh, jesus has already done that for us and as we just 
touch him, as we reach out to him, he will be able to bring us to the Father and bring us home. You see, the gospel has got such power to restore our bodies, our spirits, our minds, our emotions. And even in this season, he can bring peace. Even in the midst of isolation, Jesus wants to bring hope to you and he wants to bring freedom. You do not have to be carrying around a sense of guilt, a sense of shame, a sense of heaviness. Jesus wants to bring light and life into your home right where you are. Whether you've got a full house with a big family or whether you're all alone, Jesus wants to connect with you and he wants to be your peace and he wants to be your strength. Now, as we come to the end of this story, uh, we would not do this story justice without actually uh, pointing out that Jesus is able to transform the impossible. Jesus wants to transform the impossible for you. And I just want you to take a little moment to think, uh, maybe even write it down if you've got a paper and pen in your hand. What is it in your life that you want to see transformed? What is it in your heart? Uh, it might be a physical illness. It might be something about your situation, a deep desire from your heart. What is it that you would like Jesus to do for you? What is it that you want him to transform? I just want to uh, ask you to take a little moment to think about that and to, to connect with Jesus as we're going to bring these things to him and ask him to transform these situations. So just write it down on a piece of paper if you can, or tell it to the person next to you. What would you like Jesus to do in this season in your heart? Now I want to take some time to lead us through some ministry. It's a little bit weird to do that via Zoom, but we're going to give it a go anyway, because we believe prayer works, uh, community works, even if it's online, and we're going to spend some time just praying specifically for some of these situations. And before the meeting, I've encouraged uh, 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 a few friends uh, and other members, part of the team, just to spend some time praying together to ask Jesus what he wants to do this morning. And uh, I just want to share a few words that hopefully will bring you hope, some uh, prophetic words that speak into our lives. And I, I want to respond to that in prayer. So um, here's a couple of things that we felt Jesus saying to us about things that Jesus wants to transform today. Um, First of all, uh, we feel there's somebody who's got a pain near their right eye, um, maybe even stretching to the eyebrow. That's either caused by a headache or particularly by the eye itself. Um, uh, if that's you, I think just hear through the words that I'm, I'm going to be uh, speaking through. I, I want you to get ready uh, in a moment to uh, to come and respond in prayer as I'm going to pray over us. Um, uh, we feel there's somebody who's had a motor accident um, quite a number of years ago uh, near or on a bridge. Um, and uh, that is still causing you difficulty, either uh, physically or mentally. Um, somebody who's particularly worried about uh, your your daily provision, maybe finances that you're currently going through that you're worried about, but maybe even shopping, going out to the shop has become a real moment of anxiety for you. Uh, Jesus wants to change that. Um, a few other things that have come through. Uh, let me just read them out. Um, Anne Harding mentioned uh, that uh, Jesus wants to bring peace in the middle of the storm. Some people have been panically trying to wait this storm out, but Jesus wants to bring peace in the middle of the storm. Um, Gio mentioned that uh, he believed that God wanted to heal people who've got asthma uh, and those who've got swollen joints, uh, joints or sinuses. Um, Hannah Ganderton sent through a, a word she didn't even know I was speaking on uh, this particular Bible verse about um, uh, people who've been suffering for a, a long time 
uh, health illnesses uh, uh, and a sense of real hopelessness that they have been trying and reaching out to Jesus, but nothing's happened before. Uh, and that uh, in reaching out to Jesus, God wants to bring fresh healing, fresh hope. So um, jo, jo Atwell uh, shared a word that she felt there was someone uh, whose faith had taken a real knock, maybe somebody who would not consider themselves that vulnerable, but uh, perhaps even uh, part of a, a, a leadership in some form, and that, that you've been really struggling, you felt like you've taken a knock. Uh, Derek shared a word and he said while we were worshipping I felt God saying that there are a few who feel extremely fatigue and tiredness because of physical illness and that uh, God wants to bring complete restoration and healing and a return of energy. So uh, quite a number of things here for us to press into. Now if you feel that any of these words are particularly true for you I, I just want you to do something uh, as, a, as a result to respond. Now uh, uh, can I ask you to stand up um, if this is you, if you want to receive some prayer, I'm going to pray over people in a minute. Just stand up in your living room where you are, uh, maybe open your hands, but physically do something in order to respond. If you feel that any of these words, uh, either pain in your eyes, swollen joints, a motor accident, worry about finances, fatigue, energy levels, if that's you, why don't you stand up? I want to, I want to pray for you. Just do something physically and, um, make a statement before Jesus saying, I, I want to respond to this. Well done for those who have. I feel there's a few more. I know it's a little bit weird in your own living room. It's fine. But where you are, just stand. I'm going to pray over you and we're going to ask Jesus to come and bring healing. Jesus, I want to pray for my friends at home in their living room. You can see where they are. Thank you for speaking words of hope and truth into our lives. And Lord, however hopeless the situation, I pray that you will come and bring healing. Lord, we believe you for healing. Uh, I want to encourage you uh, just to picture the situation that you want to see breakthrough in or um, any pain or breakthrough you need. Maybe put a hand on that body part um, and uh, we're just going to pray for Jesus to come and bring healing. Jesus, we thank you that you died on the cross and that you suffered for us and that you're wounds bring us healing and i want to pray right now that you will come and bring healing healing into emotional situations i, I command uh, um, anxiety to be calmed for peace to come in i pray for fear to subside and for faith to rise i pray for stability to come in and a groundedness to come and emerge in a season uh, where people have taken a knock and i pray for a breakthrough for long-term uh, situations. I pray for those who've been suffering for a long time and that you will come and bring hope like you did for this woman. And as they reach out to you, bring healing. And I, I command long-term illnesses to go in Jesus' name. I command long-term fatigue to go in Jesus' name. I say energy be restored for those who felt tired, energy be restored in jesus name i pray for joints who are swollen in jesus name i pray for the swelling to go right now i command swelling to go in jesus name i command pain to go in jesus name body parts to be restored in jesus name amen amen now 
normally this is where we take some time to ask people for some feedback some testimonies that's going to get a little bit messy to do over zoom so i just want to encourage you if you feel that god has done something in this time as i've just prayed and you feel a difference in your circumstance can i ask you to email us at hello at we are to give us your testimony because we want to spread the word of hope around to encourage all of us and i want to continue to encourage you continue to trust jesus even if you've been through long-standing things don't let obstacles uh, keep you away continue to reach out to jesus he has the power to transform and with those words i'm going to hand back over to dan to finish us off Right. Well, thank you so much, Rauta. Thank you for bringing that and um, trust that God has brought breakthrough in a number of situations. We're going to finish our meeting by singing in response together, and uh, then you will will be free to uh, make the most of the rest of your days and to keep God right at the centre of everything that you're doing. So we're going to sing together a song called Here on Earth, and uh, Gary is going to lead us in that now.